Hello, welcome to our Future of Consumer Asia Pacific Prediction Series. I'm Emma Isles, a partner in HSF's Melbourne office. Today I'm joined by Rebecca Gay, a partner in HSF's Sydney office. Together, we are going to have a look at some of the trends emerging in relation to greenwashing in the advertising and promotion of products to consumers. Greenwashing can mean different things in different contexts, but in the context of product advertising and promotion, we're talking about claims that products are environmentally friendly in some way. For example, claims that a product is sustain sustainably sourced, has a particular carbon footprint or is carbon neutral, has packaging that's recyclable or compostable, or that the product is non-toxic or not harmful to the environment. And I think it's undeniable that there's an increasing trend in the consumer sector to promote products using claims of that type. Everything from fashion brands to food and beverages and cosmetics are featuring green messaging to consumers. A marketing response that reflects consumer sentiment, do you think, Rebecca? Yes, absolutely, Emma. Uh, it really is an outward recognition by companies that climate change and sustainability are really driving consumer choices. You really only need to look as far as the recent election in Australia to know that the level of public consciousness of global warming and sustainability is very high and just increasing day after day. It was a key issue for many Australians who voted for a record number of independent and Green Party candidates with platforms focused on a stronger response to climate change than was being offered by the two major parties. And so while marketing is picking up on this trend, not surprisingly, so are the regulators. In fact, there's a global trend for regulators around the world to really scrutinise greenwashing using laws relating to misleading and deceptive conduct. Yeah, there certainly is. And in the UK, for example, the Competition and Markets Authority published a consumer law guidance on making environmental claims on goods and services in September of last year. And that followed an investigation and consultation process where the Competition and Markets Authority conduct, coordinated a global review of 500 randomly selected websites that promoted products and services across a range of sectors. And that review found that four in 10 or 40% for those good at maths uh, of the websites appeared to be using tactics that could be considered misleading and in breach of consumer law. And that included vague claims and unclear language, including terms like eco or sustainable, or reference to natural products without adequate explanation or evidence of the claims. Own brand eco logos and labels not associated with an accredited organisation or hiding or omitting certain information, such as a product's pollution levels, to appear more eco-friendly. And in January of this year, the CMA initiated a review of environmental claims in the fashion retail industry, so that work is ongoing. The UK's Advertising Standards Authority is also active in the green marketing claim space in the UK and has plans to release its own guidance in 2022. In the last few years, the ASA has also actively banned advertising campaigns containing misleading environmental claims. That includes a campaign by Ryanair for misleading statements about emissions, campaign by Swedish company Oatly, which produces plant-based dairy alternatives for overstated green claims, and a campaign by beverage company Innocent, that's owned by Coca-Cola, that was found to include misleading representations about the positive environmental impact of the company's drinks that could not be substantiated. Although perhaps not quite as active as the UK, there are signs of increasing activity in the US. 
So last year, the Federal Trade Commission announced that it would publish revised green guides uh, sometime this year to help business avoid violations of the FTC Act based on misleading environmental claims to consumers. Uh, that's been a little while coming. The last uh, version of those guides was in 2012, so 10 years ago. In Australia, uh, the ACCC's own green marketing guide is probably also a little bit out of date. Um, it was first published in 2011 and hasn't been updated since then. But despite that, the ACCC has made it very clear that this year, 2022-23, one of its enforcement priorities will be environmental claims and sustainability. And that, of course, follows um, a history of taking action by the ACCC, some with some mixed um, success. So back in 2016, the ACCC took action against Volkswagen, that was in the news quite a bit, uh, for making false representations about its compliance with Australia's diesel emission standards, and that was a successful case. It was a case in the end where Volkswagen actually admitted that it had made false and misleading representations when it was importing its diesel vehicles into Australia and then listing them on the Australian government's green vehicle guide. Um, so that resulted in Volkswagen being um, issued a penalty of $125 million, which was the largest of, it, of its sum at that time by the federal court. And the ACCC, however, had less success uh, when it commenced proceedings against Woolworths. Uh, in that proceeding, the ACCC alleged that representations on the packaging of disposable crockery and cutlery products, um, that the products were biodegradable and compostable, were misleading and deceptive. Uh, and the products in question there were sold under the label Select Eco. Uh, the products themselves were made from non-toxic organic materials that um, when um, undergoing decomposition in an appropriately managed environment could be used as a soil additive. And the ACCC contended that they were representations that the products would degrade and compost within a reasonable period of time when suitably disposed of using either domestic composting or conventional landfill. Uh, and the ACCC argued that these were representations as to future matters that Woolworths had no reasonable grounds for making. Uh, the court, however, didn't agree, uh, and it held that all that Woolworths had represented was that the products were capable of biodegrading and capable of being composted. Um, and those representations concerned inherent characteristics of the products, uh, which in turn is a function of the constituent ingredients. Uh, and those representations were not misleading and deceptive, and the court didn't consider there to be any representation as to future matters. So in that particular case, the attributes and knowledge of the reasonable consumer in the analysis was very important, including their understanding of waste management, recycling, and what the terms biodegradable and compostable mean. And consumers as a whole are clearly becoming more and more highly educated and aware of environmental issues and some of the nuances, I think, in those terms. So you can see how the standard of the reasonable consumer is something that will change over time. And it may be that an increasing level of care and qualification needs to be made with environmental claims and even product branding. Um, but of course, it's not just the ACCC that businesses need to consider. That is absolutely right, Emma. There have been cases in both Australia and overseas where activist or environmental groups have taken action against businesses in relation to environmental claims which they say are misleading. 
Of course, under Australian consumer law, an action for misleading and deceptive conduct can be initi initiated by anyone. So that might be a consumer, it might be a competitor, it might be an activist group, and of course, it can also be the ACCC. So there's certainly potential for con competitors to be scrutinising each other's claims um, and seeing whether they want to take action uh, if they perceive that a green claim is misleading. And we've certainly spoken to an increasing number of clients over the years uh, who have come to us and sort of raised concerns about competitors' claims around sustainability or recycling or other types of green claims. And then in Australia, we've also had the example of Greenpeace bringing greenwashing into the spotlight. That wasn't actually a claim for misleading and deceptive conduct, but it involved the use of a technique or an advertising technique called brand jamming, uh, which is used to highlight the, the conduct of a company by creating a fake advertisement or parody. So Greenpeace launched a series of advertisements across a number of platforms that targeted AGL, and that followed the release of a report by uh, Greenpeace that was highly critical of AGL's environmental record uh, and raised concerns in relation to AGL's commitment to renewable targets and its continued operation of coal burning power stations. So each of those advertisements used the AGL logo, uh, but modified the logo to refer to AGL as Australia's greatest liability. The advertising campaign also included taglines such as still Australia's biggest climate polluter and generating pollution for generations, none of which AGL were particularly happy about. Um, they actually took uh, action against Greenpeace for copyright infringement and trademark infringement. And on the whole, that action was uh, unsuccessful. Yes, it was. Um, but another possible type of action, of course, uh, that could be faced by people marketing products with misleading green claims is class actions. Uh, and we've very recently seen in the last week or so, uh, Bondi Sands, an Australian sun care and cosmetics business facing a class action in the US over alleged greenwashed claims to consumers that its sunscreens are safe for the environment and specifically labelled and marketed as reef friendly. Uh, the Bondi Sands website says that its sun care range is formulated to be reef friendly, which it defines on the basis that it doesn't contain two particular chemicals believed to cause coral bleaching. However, the class action complaint alleges that Bondi Sands' products include other harmful ingredients that can potentially endanger coral reefs and marine life, according to scientific research or advice from a number of US institutions. So advertising and promoting products with environmental or green claims is without a doubt an area that the consumer sector um, and businesses in that sector need to be aware of and to tread very carefully in. Uh, it's clearly an area of increasing scrutiny from regulators, consumers and activists alike, uh, and the likelihood for claims to be brought for misleading and deceptive conduct is increasing. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed the session uh, and also the Future of Consumer Asia Pacific Prediction Series as a whole. Thanks very much. Thanks everyone. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.